Welcome back to another episode of the Big Red Farmhouse, a podcast brought to you by Wanakee, a summer camp and retreat center in the beautiful lakes region of New Hampshire. Today is part one of our summer 2020 staff special. On this episode, we talk with Ben, Holly, and Hannah about their histories and experiences here at camp. First on the episode, we talk with Holly. This was her fourth summer on staff. We like to ask first if you could tell us a little bit about your Wanakee history and how you started coming here. How'd you get here? So I, I went to church as a youth and they basically got me involved. Like, I think they either had a pamphlet or maybe someone came to speak. Um, I don't know what age I was, but I was pretty young, probably like second or third grade. Um, and I went with one of my really good friends. Um, and we have been going to Wanakee together for almost all my time as a camper. Um, and so I think I probably was a camper for like eight to 10 years. It's, it's, un, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, and then I did in 2016, I did LIT, um, with Amelia and also Megan and Leslie was our counselor. It was an awesome site. <laughs> and, um, I was hired for staff the next summer and this is now my fourth summer on staff. Amazing. That's awesome. And that first time you came to camp, <laughs> could it have been Chat about it? Could it have been in <laughs> approximately two thousand eight? And could it have been perhaps captivating <laughs> creatures? <laughs> and could it have been uh, a site with two of your favorite podcast hosts, Shannon wow. and Amelia? Wow, I don't know if that was my first site, but that was mm-hmm. definitely a star site. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, many stars so fun so fun yeah I love captivating creatures yeah that was I have such good memories of being at Squam Lake with oh the both of yeah. you playing on the jungle gym at Squam Lake oh wow I truly do not remember that I definitely don't remember that either but I do oh, get to Squam okay. Lake and I do think oh huh, the nostalgia yeah it's so I nostalgic do. I don't remember going there you know we definitely did I think right I believe you I went to Squam Lake as you and me, and I am. I do wonder. No, I definitely. No, we definitely we did. I, okay. I just really remember, like I remember being called Mia at Squam Lake, okay. um, <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure, unless I've made it up in my brain, and brains do that, but I, I went by Mia that week, so okay, that would hmm. maybe perhaps explain it. Um, did you guys have, have either of you been? back to Squam Lake with campers you oh said yeah nostalgia yes, yes. yeah it's so nostalgic I love the little groundhog mm-hmm. part yeah it's so fun to go back I love Squam Lake such a good off-day trip I love bringing kids there and you do all the science in the morning and then you have lunch and then they just play on the playground mm-hmm. for so long oh mm-hmm. an excellent <laughs> playground oh it's such a good playground it's so good it's so strong mm-hmm. what's your favorite part of Squam Lake Holly um I like to see all the cool animals that's my personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah. There's... I think the Bobcats, they have a Bobcats exhibit. Ooh, yes. Mm. I love the Bobcats. Oh, it is so fun with children. Oh, I love it. And they they get to be the turtles. Have you guys been to the turtle section where they can crawl into the turtle shell? Like, no it's way. it's ceramic. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they get to, like, crawl in, stick their little head out like they're a it's turtle. So cute. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. One time I went with day camp and there were, like, five of them in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like a five-headed turtle. Oh. <laughs> I can't decide if that's cute or terrifying. <laughs> I um, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So you mentioned that you've been on staff for four summers now. What has been mm-hmm. your role um, as a staff member? So my first three summers were day camp. So the day camp program runs for three weeks in the beginning of the summer. I did for the past three summers. 
and I would plan for that and then I would counsel that and then I would kind of help fill in the gaps for other counselors who I like a lot of volunteers or um, overnight counselors help me and so I like kind of filled them in on how that works um I love day camp it is such a fun program um Mm. and then after those three weeks I would do overnight camp which was really awesome because I think I got to experience both like off off hill fun on hill fun Mm -hmm. and I got to meet so many cool campers what do in your opinion makes the day camp program so special or why do you love it so much um I think from a camper standpoint a lot of just like normal day camps don't have the same culture that we have because we're also overnight camp Mm -hmm. and so I think it makes it like extra special um and from a staff standpoint I love that I think when I'm counseling on the hill I'm really invested in my site and I kind of like I, I don't really know the happenings like I don't know the other campers I don't know like what's happening outside of my site in my event um but when I'm day camp I have, like, I only have campers for a certain amount of time. So um, at dinner and at breakfast, like, I'm getting to know all the other campers and, like, helping out with their fun events. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Holly, if you – we'll switch gears. If you could – Every time I say that we're going to switch gears, Amelia does do the hand motion that we are switching gears. <laughs> I, just, I would just like to. Not I, like I didn't do the sound effect that time, but usually it goes something like this. <laughs> so now, so now that you know that we've switched gears, right? Now I'm I'm aware now. Okay. Okay. Great. We're in a new gear, mm-hmm. and that gear is <laughs> if you could um, if you could describe Wanaki in one word, what would you say? I think. I would say spiritual. Hmm. And I think it, I think that can take on like more than one definition, especially here at camp, because there's definitely like the spiritual side of like you really get to connect with God um, here. But I also think that you get to connect with nature. Um, and I also think like there's just so many really special things that happen here that like people just like continuously come back for. And it's like almost like a spiritual like, kind of thing does that make sense yeah, yeah definitely Great love that word um so throughout your time here at camp mm-hmm. thinking back what is one memorable <laughs> off-site trip that you've experienced oh I have a, an excellent one yes let's hear it <laughs> so <laughs> I was signed up for bikes boots and boats one year and I don't know if you know me but I am not I don't like bikes I don't <laughs> I'm okay about boats, and I, I don't like boots. I don't really love, I didn't. <laughs> boots as a huge genre. Like, not, I, guess, not interested. I guess now I do, but, like, as a child, like, I did not like to hike. Like, none of that was appealing to me. Right. So, naturally, you signed up for bikes, boots, and boats. <laughs> right, 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 right. And this actually, this week had two eventful off-site trips. So, the first one was we were on our river trip. Um, bikes, boots, and boats always went on a river trip to the Pemi River. It was classic. You would pedal down the river and then you would stop off at like a little island in the middle and eat your lunch. And maybe if you were lucky and you had a lifeguard as a counselor, you could go swimming. Um, so our river trip was going really great. It was so fun. It was really hot, but we were in the water, you know, so it wasn't too bad. Um, and then like all of a sudden, a huge storm like comes up and we're like, we like have to get off the river. This is wicked dangerous. So we pull over um, to wait for someone to come pick us up. 
And where we happened to pull over is the Jellystone Campground. Um, and so I don't know if you know of the Jellystone Campground, but it is Jellystone themed like Yogi Bear. <laughs> and <laughs> they so kindly let us stay there until we were picked up. And it turns out like this whole this whole place is wild. So they have Yogi Bear and like some of the other characters, they have like the costumes and people come out <laughs> as like the characters. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Um and I don't really remember a lot of the other details, but like there was like a flag raising every day. So it, it was almost kind of like camp, but like with your family and less structured mm-hmm. and Yogi Bear themed. Um, and we waited in the bathrooms until I think Matt Manser <laughs> came and picked us up. Um, and it was very funny. I remember thinking that a Yogi Bear campground was so silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my other offsite trip from that week was <laughs> we went biking I think it was like dirt mountain we went mountain biking um and (laughs) I'm not very coordinated and so we were on this like really skinny little wooden path on our bikes and I fell off and broke my wrist (laughs) hospital trip yeah I, I got to go I got to go to the hospital um my mom came up to see me there um but it was fine I just went back to camp after oh that's awesome yeah yeah well, those are those are some pretty crazy stories. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. for sharing all, with us. All in one week. Wow. Eventful week for Maybe. Bites, Books, and Boats. Simply. Excellent. Very cool. Well, Holly, thank you so much for letting us chat with you. It was so fun to have you. We are going to, or I'm going to ask you just our last question. We like to finish the same way. Um, and so our question that we like to finish with is what is one life lesson that you learned at camp? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a little second here to think about that. Oh, take as many seconds as you want. So I think we've had, there's been a lot of really excellent examples of leaders here on staff. And I think they've taught me a lot, especially about how being a leader doesn't mean like you're the one in charge. It means that you're creating opportunities for other people to like shine and do their best. And I think that's really, really such an awesome skill to have. Um, and hopefully I've been able to be a fraction of of what a good leader all these other staff members have been. I think you're a great leader, Holly. Yeah, Holly. <laughs> we love you. Well, it's been lovely speaking with you. Oh, you too. Hashtag Haldar. Thanks for having me. Next, we talk with Ben. This was his second summer on staff. Hi, Ben. It's Welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Um, thanks for having me on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Well, could you just start by telling us a little bit about your Wanaki history? My, I guess I have a couple years of history here at Wanaki. And by a couple, I mean, I've been coming here since I was four. My first <laughs> camp was You and Me, um, directed by my parents, as a matter of fact. And, well... I'm now 23. So what? how many years is that? I would 19 say years. 19. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> if I'm doing the math correctly. <laughs> My calculations are correct. Right. Um, wow. I guess it's, it's been some time. And so it's, your parents both have volunteered here, but your mom worked here, right? She did. Um, back in, I want to say the late 80s, she worked here. 
Um, and then I believe she just kept volunteering on and off until I probably about the mid two thousands. Okay. Nice. And your, your grandfather is also connected to Wanakee, right? Yes. He, he's been around Wanakee since 64. So, um, that's also been a couple years. He, I don't, I don't actually know what he did here though. I don't know if he was like on staff or if he was on like the boards and whatnot, but I know he's, he's always been big in the church. So he's always helped out here. Gotcha. Yeah. And as a, a camper, what, what programs were you most involved in? Um, up until middle school, I kind of bounced around through stuff. I did happy feet a couple times when I was young. Um, I did, oh, what was, there was an animal camp that I did. Fascinating creatures, something like captivating that. Creatures? Captivating creatures? Captivating mm-hmm. creatures. Yes, yes They are you. fascinating, but the program was captivating. But they also captivated my heart and soul. Everything about <laughs> the animals. Just wow what a time (laughs) um especially donald what a duck and the goats but anyway um and then in middle school i did sports and games for a couple years and then in high school i did senior high until my until i graduated so my last summer i did sports and games because I was busy the week of senior high, which is Mm. unfortunate because it would have been fun to go back. And I know, I know Shannon, you were in that one, right? 2015? 2015 I did. Yeah, that was a really fun year. Good year of senior high. But I did, we did senior high in 2014. We were in different sites, but I was there that year. And that was a really good year of senior high too. That was, that year was so fun. Oh, yeah, that was I know, I feel like there was a lot of people from that senior high camp that either like filtered through staff at some point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like there's, I feel like there's just a lot of big names in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also were a participant in the LIT program. Oh, yeah. I guess I did do that, didn't I? That was, uh... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I made an appearance once or twice that week. Um, <laughs> just once or twice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know that's how we yeah. camp works. Yeah, you know, you just show up. You once just or show twice up once or twice. You're interested. <laughs> they gave me a little yeah. ring. They're like, "Hey Ben, um, we need you to come in." I'll be like, "Okay, be right up." Yeah, I did. <laughs> when did I do it? I did that 2013. So, yeah, that was a fun week. I don't really remember too much about that week unfortunately so if you had to describe wanaki in one word what would that be um i feel like this might be a a commonly used answer but i would describe it as home because largely because i've been coming here for so long um there's not really anywhere else that i've gone to um as consistently um other than you know my actual house um so like i don't know just anytime i come here i feel i feel welcome 
Um, I just, I feel it, a sense of calm and peace anytime I pull up and I see the big red farmhouse. I'm like, man, I'm here. This is going to be a great time. And I just, I always, it's always a, a fun time. And the people I meet uh, and the friends I make, I always feel like stay with me forever. I'm going to go off script for a second. Sorry. Oh, would dear. You, would you tell us like one memory of this summer? Of this summer? Yes, please. Oh, boy. Um, well, we realized yesterday, two weeks ago, a historic night happened. <laughs> um, yeah, what's that historic night? So all summer, Luke and I had this genius idea that when we were going to be paired together to make the meal for the days, for meals for the day, we found Carolina's recipe for pierogies, and we thought, whoo boy, we're going to blow everyone's minds by making these bad boys. And we finally, a couple weeks ago, got paired together, and we were like, now is the time. And the whole buildup, we had, the week before, as you guys know, we have to prepare, like we have to write down what we were going to make during our meals. And Luke and I, because we wanted it to be a surprise for everyone, wrote surprise dinner. I know, shocking name, but um, I think it did the trick because y'all thought it was something else. I don't know, this weird food called beef cups. Don't know why you <laughs> thought it was that. Um, finally, Thursday night arrives and Luke and I are like, oh, baby, it's time. And we go to the kitchen. We're telling you, everyone, we need to go there about at least two hours early. And I know we got some confused looks because why the heck do you need to go to the dining hall two hours early for dinner? Well, apparently that's not even close to enough amount of time (laughs) because we get there two hours early. We make, we make an absurd amount of dough. Please, please tell us the amount of progress. Tell us a little more about that. (laughs) So due to, reading error um <laughs> we we thought it said it makes this this particular the, the way the recipe was written we thought it was made for 10 people or served 10 but it really said 40 people <laughs> so we made enough dough what was it i think it was for it's 360 pierogies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are 10 of us <laughs> and so then we have this bowling ball size ball of dough and we start frantically um pierogifying them (laughs) and i don't know what the technical term is i have never made them before that night um so but we start we have our blueberries ready we have the meat ready and we start like cutting up the pierogies into little squares we start slapping the meat and the blueberries into them sealing them up And as we're doing this, we're looking at our water in these two big pots and it's not boiling. And we're like, this isn't great. And we look at our watches and it's like, I don't know, probably 545, which means dinner's in 15 minutes and we don't have a single pierogi ready. So we say, you know what? We're going to text everyone and tell them dinner's at 615. Six o'clock rolls around and we still probably have one pierogi ready because they all just kept falling open and the water was barely boiling. 
So then people show up at 6.15. And by people, I mean you guys and the rest of staff here. And I think I, I don't really know what your reactions are <laughs> other than what have these two buffoons done? Because there's no <laughs> dinner, yes. right? That was actually my reaction. <laughs> so I think we had a grand total of 10 pierogies ready by the time. Actually, ready is a strong word. We had 10 pierogies taken out of the water by the time you all showed up. And one of them was edible. So it was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> I had a bite of one. I had I shared one with Leslie. Yeah, I mean, the blueberry filling was delightful. Yeah, the effort was there. Yeah. Right. And you know what? And the pizza we got afterwards mm-hmm. was delicious. And it really is such a silly memory. <laughs> It is pretty funny. Just, man, I wish you guys had gotten to see the ball of dough that was sitting on the mm-hmm. counter. That thing, it was impressive. It, mm. I don't think I've ever seen that much dough. Well, now you have. Summer 2020. Well, then, it was so fun to have you today. <laughs> um, we like to end our, our little interviews with the same question. Okay. And that is, what is one life lesson that you learned at camp? Ooh. A life lesson I learned here. I think the most important would be to accept everyone the way they are. um, Because they just... People are going to be who who they want to be. And you shouldn't judge them for that because... It's, I don't know, that's what makes them happy. And that way, like, if you can accept them for who they are, it's, that's just one more person to rely on, um, make a good friend out of. And I don't know, I just, I feel like it's a good, good thing to take anywhere you go because people don't like to be judged for what they're doing especially because I feel like a lot of people are always worried. It's like, Oh, if I do this, what's someone going to think? But like, if, if they know, Hey, Ben's not going to look at me funny for doing this, then they'll be more comfortable doing it. And I don't know, just support them and let them do their thing. You know? Yeah. That was great. Very well said. Well, it's been lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Next, we talk with Hannah. This was her seventh summer on staff. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Hannah. Could you tell us a little bit about your Wanaki history? Yeah, so my name is Hannah Cody, and I am the assistant director here at Wanaki. I started coming to camp in 2007. I came to Wanaki Adventure with one of my best friends, and we came together every year after that. And then I took a year off after I graduated from high school. And then I came back to staff in 2014 and I counseled day camp for two summers. Um, I counseled overnight for a summer. And then in 2017, I was program director. And then in January, 2018, I was hired um, for the assistant director position and have worked year round ever since. Awesome. So in your years as a camper, what were the programs that you did most frequently? What were the things that you were 
coming back to a lot or that you really loved? Um, I did a different program every year through my okay. elementary and middle school years. Um, there was not one that I came to consistently. Um, you know, I did something different every summer. But once I was in high school, senior high was my program of choice. And I did that um, all three summers when I was in high school, when I came as a camper. Awesome. So I, I did senior high a couple of times, too. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it because I felt like we got to do, like, just a lot of the regular camp stuff, but also just like some silly stuff. And mm-hmm. I made a lot of really good friends that way. Do you have any, like any favorite senior high stories? Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, during my last year as a camper, um, my counselors were Mara and Bob. And throughout the week we had what were called staycations. So it was basically just like chunks of time throughout your schedule in the week where you as a site got to choose what you wanted to do. Um, So it could have been like hiking or like games. Um, It was kind of up to you as a site to come up with what you wanted. And somehow, somewhere along the lines, we came up with the idea that we wanted to make a giant popsicle. So on Monday afternoon, um, we went into the kitchen and Kaylin helped us make this giant popsicle. And we made it in like frozen in a like a Tupperware container and then used plastic spoons, lots of them as the sticks because it was just one like giant popsicle is probably like 12 inches long by like five inches oh. wide oh my um, gosh. of like, it was like a smoothie and like juice, like fruit juice. Um, and so we froze it and then we all ate it a couple of days later, but we had to like chip at it with a spoon. Cause it was just like <laughs> a giant hunk of ice. <laughs> um, and there was definitely like cranberry juice and apple juice. So we called it the crapple pop. Um, <laughs> that is, Yeah. Yeah, and we definitely, like, talked about it in our site song. Like, yeah, yeah, it's very funny. That's so fun. Love that. I love that. And I love looking at the pictures of that, too. Yeah, Yeah. the pictures are are very funny. Yeah. If you didn't know the context, you would think, what is going on here? Right, right. But just, like, a super campy thing that I don't know where the idea came from or whose idea it was or why we did it, but we did it, and I've never forgotten it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I just have another follow-up question. Um, and then this one value. Sorry. Um, <laughs> really, I'm really just all right. If you, um, if you could talk a little bit about like working at Wanaki full time or oh. being like a summer camp pro. Oh, go camp pro. Yeah. Um, so when I was a summer staffer, um, I didn't really ever see working at summer camp as more than a summer job. You know, that's kind of the, what I knew when like really all the context I had was working here during the summer months. So I didn't understand that it could be more than that. And so in 2016, I was pretty convinced it was, you know, by the end of the summer, I thought about coming back in 2017. Um, But in the spring of 2017, I was graduating from college and was just super unsure of my plans. So by Christmas time, I'd kind of, you know, by the time the staff application came out, I've kind of had made up my mind that I wasn't coming back in 2017 And James was like, summer camp is a real job. Like, this is a real job. Like, working here is a real job. And I was like, okay. Um, And I still didn't apply. And then it was late February, early March. And my school had an event that was 100 days until graduation. And I was like, oh, no. I realized I had no clue what I wanted or what I was doing after graduation. And it became very clear to me that the most logical choice was to come back to camp for the summer. And at that point, I still wasn't thinking of it as any more than a summer job. You know, I was like, I need something for the summer, and then I would figure out what my plans were going to be once the fall rolled around. Um, so I applied and was hired as program director. 
And shortly after I was hired, um, James and I went to the um, ACA New Camp Association Conference. And that was really my first exposure to other summer camp professionals outside of Wanaki. And I was like, my eyes were open to this whole new world of there's so much more to this than I ever thought there was. And like, this is a real like career and a real path that people go down and this is what they do for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been really passionate about working with kids. I was an education major for three years and then decided I teaching was not for me. Um, and I think it's become very clear to me and I've kind of started to see that I think this is what I want to do um, for at least the near term future. I don't know for my whole life, but I'm really passionate about the things that kids can't get at camp that they can't necessarily mm. get in school, you know, like the development of the soft skills and having new experiences and learning about themselves. I don't think there's the opportunity for that at school. And I know how important those things were for me when I was younger and just providing campers with those same opportunities is something that I really value. Yeah. yeah. Let's say it together. Summer camp's the real job. <laughs> no, very well said for sure. Awesome. If you could describe Wanaki in one word, how would you describe it? Inspiring. Hmm. I like that. Could you tell us a story about a memorable trip that you went on? Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, This was another senior high story. I think this was my first year of senior high. I'm pretty sure I don't remember. Um, We went on a trip to... We drove down to Manchester and we were weeding in the, the food bank has a, like a garden where they grow, you know, fruits and vegetables. So we went and we're weeding there as a service project. Um, and we were supposed to, I think, get like sandwiches or something. And it was 95 degrees outside. It was definitely the hottest week of the summer. And we were just like in the sun for hours and hours. So mm-hmm. instead of just getting sandwiches and eating on the bus on the way back, um, they took us to the back room in Manchester and we were in like a banquet hall and we got chicken tenders <laughs> and french fries the classic so we were all yeah it was really quite a time but the thing is like we had literally just spent like five or six hours outside in the sun and we were all just like so dirty just like covered in dirt <laughs> because we had been weeding on our hands and knees so by the time we got up and left the white tablecloths were all brown around the edges of oh. our clothes because we were so like our clothes were just so dirty so we turned the white tablecloths brown like oh all the gosh. tables. I'm sure the staff loved that. Yeah, I'm sure they were really thrilled. But it was one of those things I was like, oops, like another yeah. super campy moment. Yes, for sure. Those are the best moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Again, like another thing that like I've never forgotten, you know? Yeah, definitely. So Hannah, could you tell us um, just one memory from this summer, from 2020? Yeah, so... This summer was pretty different in terms of interacting with campers. You know, you don't get Mm -hmm. the human in-person interaction like we're used to. Um, Most of our week-long programs were targeted towards younger campers just because that's what makes the most sense. And having week-long programs for high schoolers just wasn't the most feasible. They all have Mm -hmm. different schedules and lives. So we did more drop-in activities. So every couple weeks we had an hour activity block. Um, and one of the activities we did one week was the game categories. So I put together a list of camp specific things. So it was like things that make you frustrated songs. And one of them, um, oh, actually, I don't think it was the camp one. I think it was, it was not the camp one. 
it was historical figures was the like category so like people wrote uh-huh. i don't even remember um but one of our campers wrote dana tory <laughs> as a historical figure um <laughs> and this camper's known dan for a long time and has been a night camper um and it just made us all chuckle like it was just very funny um and then in the camp round the letter was p and one of the campers wrote down she said i wrote down james but i put the silent p in front of it so it was (laughs) p-j-a-m-e-s um which i also just thought was very funny um and so just to see you know it was cool to see that even though they are not here in person you know they're still thinking about these people that they see and interact with in the summer months um and like thought to put them down um in this game well the last question that we ask all of our guests on the show is what is one life lesson that you learned at Wanaki? this one i don't do this so much now as like a program staffer um but as a camper and a counselor this was always my most important rule was always to carry an extra pair of socks (laughs) always been the type of person to be really prepared for any situation and you never know when your feet are gonna get wet um there was one time when i was a camper I was sitting on the foot dock, um, washing my feet off to put my socks and sneakers back on after a swim. And I was not paying attention to what I was doing. And I had one sock that I'd washed and dried and put the sock on. And instead of sticking the barefoot back, like my barefoot into the water to rinse it off, I stuck the foot that already had the sock on it back into the lake. (laughs) But luckily I had an extra pair of socks, so I didn't have to wear my wet sock all day. (laughs) as someone who has been on staff with you for four summers i will say you are always very prepared so i yeah camp has taught you well (laughs) yes yes ready for anything oh yes awesome well thank you so much for being on the show That's all for part one of our staff special. We hope you enjoyed listening to these conversations. We're so glad that we get to bring so many Wanaki stories to all of you at home. To keep up with Wanaki in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wanaki NH and keep up with our program happenings on our website, wanaki.org. Grace, Grace and, and peace. peace.